Hello and welcome back to Weathering the Storm, a podcast where we strive to weather the storms of life by placing and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. I'm your host, Drew Suttles. I thank you for taking some time out to spend with me today in this season, uh, season four of Weathering the Storm on the Scattered Broad Network. We are working our way through the book of Psalms. We're simply entitling this season, Weathering the Storm with the Psalms. If you've never listened to this podcast before, I certainly appreciate you joining in today. And we have all of our content uh, saved on the master feed, if wherever you get your podcast. Uh, so I hope you can go back and, and listen to some of the episodes on this podcast, but certainly some on the other podcasts as well. Uh, the Scatterbroad Network is uh, assembled to put out biblical content every day. And so every day of the week you have uh, new content, biblical content being shared. And so we just appreciate so much your encouragement and uh, you listening to all these different podcasts. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram. We have a YouTube channel. You can email us at thescatterbroadnetwork at gmail.com. And again, we're just very, very appreciative that you have uh, taken some time to listen to this network. And I personally want to thank you for listening to Weathering the Storm. Again, this season, we're going through the book of Psalms. And today we are in Psalm 121. And so if you have your Bibles and you're in a place where you can open them and read them, I want to invite you there to that text. Now, today is July the 30th when I am recording this. I know that when it is uh, sent out, it'll be a different date, a later date. But my wife's grandfather passed away a few days back, and the family has asked that I go and speak uh, a few words. And so this morning on Saturday, I've come over to the office to spend a little bit of time uh, preparing for that. And so this psalm naturally flows with what kind of what you know I'm thinking about today. And it's really all about finding help in time of need, but also the condition that you have to seek God earnestly and diligently to find that peace and to find that help. And so again, this psalm is very unique, uh, and I believe it's one that fits well with our season, with uh, what we're striving to do, and that is find these psalms that can help us weather the storm. This is a song of ascents, and what that simply means is when you think about ascending, that means you're moving up. And Psalms 121 through 134 are Psalms of Ascent. And really, you could even back up to Psalm 120. And you can think about the language that is brought forth. And it carries this idea of looking up or, or moving up. For example, I will lift up my eyes to the hills, uh, 121.1. I was glad when they said to me, let us go up into the house of the Lord, Psalm 122.1. Unto you I lift up my eyes, Psalm 123.1. And so there's this emphasis on looking up and this this upward perspective that I believe is just crucial and so important uh, for those of us who are seeking help in time of need. I want you to notice as we work through this psalm today, there are going to be words that are repeated, and it's to emphasize a certain things. We're going to read it in just a moment. I want to share a few uh, background comments to the psalm, and then Lord willing, we'll be able to read the psalm. And I want to walk through it with you, these eight verses with you, and then just share a few thoughts about how this can hopefully help us weather the storm. Now, this episode today will not be a lengthy one, but I do hope that it is a helpful one. There's an interesting progression as we move through the psalm. The degrees or the steps in the psalm consist of a reiteration of a word or a thought occurring in one clause or verse. It's used in the following verse. And picture it as a step. 
a step to a higher truth. So in verse 1, the psalmist refers to my help. And this is repeated in verse 2, but raised to a higher level of truth when he introduces the Lord as the source of his help. So I will look up where my help is found. The Lord is where I'm looking. As we move to the third verse, we reach a higher plane. And the psalmist describes his Lord as he that does not slumber. Same idea carried over to the fourth verse. Another degree is reached in verse 5, he who slumbers not. And so that's designated as Jehovah, and the word appearing twice in that one verse. The last three verses will reach the climax of the psalm when the author unfolds the application regarding our preservation and safekeeping because God is with us. So again, it's unique, and it's a song of ascent. It's moving up, moving forward. It's only eight verses, but the truth there is very powerful. So let's read. Psalm 121 together. I will lift up my eyes to the hills, from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. In the first place, notice with me the aim that we find in verse 1. I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. You know, if we're not careful, we might read that and not notice the question mark there. And that's one thing about the Bible. Uh, we need to pay attention to the grammar. Pay attention to something that you know is one sentence. Sometimes it might throw us off because it goes into a new verse and we think, oh, well, the thought ends there. Or even with the chapter division. But several times we understand that it's a continuing thought. The chapter divisions are there for our benefit, but they're not you know, inspired. And so when you think about this language, it's important to note that question mark. I will lift up my eyes to the hills, and and then he asks the question, for whence comes my help? So in other words, I'm lifting up my eyes, but where where does my help really come from? And then verse 2 answers the rhetorical question. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. And so when you think about the aim, again, it's looking up. And if there was one lesson that we could pull from this psalm and all the psalms of ascent, it would be that we look up and our perspective is always up. Because that's where our help is coming from. It's not coming from down. It's not coming from all around us. It's coming from above. And my mind goes to James 3 when you think about the wisdom from above in contrast with the wisdom from below. He says the worldly wisdom is is sensual and it's demonic. But the wisdom from above is pure and peaceable. And and you think about that contrast. Well, the same is true when we, we seek comfort and we seek help in time of need. When we find ourselves in the storm, that we look unto God. We look up. We don't we look, look around. We don't look even within. We look up. And so the aim is extremely important. Think about Psalm 5 that we studied a few episodes back. In the morning, I will lift up my voice unto you, O Lord. I will look up. And so again, our perspective is what is so important here. We find this in Jeremiah 3.23, and if we think about the context here of uh, you know the, the Jews, it's pretty powerful. He says, Truly in vain is salvation hoped for from the hills and from the multitude of mountains. Truly in the Lord our God is the salvation of Israel. 
And what I love about that in connection with this verse is he's not saying I'm looking up to the hills. I'm looking, you know, just from the superficial standpoint, but rather to the one who made the hills, right? The one who is above that. And that's where the focus really is. Every good and perfect gift comes from above, James 1.17. And Paul wrote to the brethren at Colossians, he said, Seek those things which are above, Colossians 3.1 and 2. And so the aim of this psalm is so important. I will lift up my eyes. I find myself in a storm. I find myself in a very difficult trial. Where am I going to look? Where could I go but to the Lord? I'm going to look up. There's the aim. Verse 2, we have the answer. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. In Psalm 124, in verse 8, we have the exact same language. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Why do you think the reference there is, is to creation? Well, because it's the same God who created these hills and created this world. The same power that was displayed through that is the same God who can help you get through a trial. One of my favorite verses, and I know I've shared on here many, many times, is Ephesians 3.20. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we ask or think. Not that he's just able to do above, but abundantly above. Not just abundantly above, but exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask. And then taking it even further, all that we think. You think about something and you just try to imagine it. And God's able to do it. It's just, he's got that power. He's not limited by anything. And so the aim, when I'm looking unto God for help, I'm looking up, I'm looking in the right direction, the answer is I look to the one who made heaven and earth. In verses 3 and 4, notice with me the availability, the availability of God. We've emphasized this in our study of Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. But here we emphasize how he is available for his people. The Lord is your keeper. We find that in verse 5. Verse 3, he will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. He who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. He is your shade at your right hand. Even going into verse 7, the Lord shall preserve you from all evil. And so he is available to be there to help you. We find this language in Isaiah 40, 28 through 31, how God is going to be there for his people. And again, we think about that in the context of, of the Jewish people, but certainly we can make the application unto us today as God's people, a spiritual Israel today. But in Isaiah chapter 40, 28 through 31, I want to read this as we think about God being there for us, His availability for us. Have you not known, have you not heard, the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak, and to those who have no might, He increases strength. Of course, we could end that text. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. The young men shall utterly fall, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And so I can have stamina and I can get through trials because God never sleeps nor slumbers. He's the everlasting God. He's the creator of the ends of the earth. He neither faints nor is weary. You and I, we do faint and we do grow weary. God never does. 
He's always available. He's always there to hear us and be there for us. Hebrews 4, 15 and 16, because Jesus as our great high priest serves in that capacity and that wonderful, wonderful blessing that we have as Christians, we can approach the throne of grace boldly for mercy in time of need. Whatever time that may be, God is available for us. His eyes are over the righteous. His ears are open to their prayers, 1 Peter 3.12. He does care for us, and so we can cast our care on him, 1 Peter 5.7. And so if I'm looking for help in time of need, if I'm looking for guidance and direction and relief in the storm, I need to look to God. That's my aim. He is the answer because he is always available. But then finally, look at verses 5 through 8 with me. As we consider the aid that God provides, the aid that God provides. The Lord is your keeper. He is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the noon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out, your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Did you notice that word preserve? It's found three times right here in verses 7 and 8. He will preserve you from all evil. He'll preserve your soul, and he'll preserve your going out and your coming in. How comforting is that, then, that God is there to aid you? He's there to be with you and to guide you and help you to get through whatever you're going through. And So now that we've read Psalm 121 and we've worked through it, I want to invite you to Psalm 16 as we begin to wind this episode up. Psalm 16. Wind this episode down, I should say. I want you to just notice a few verses with me here in Psalm 16 that talks about the aid, uh, how God is with us, and he provides that in this, this concept of preservation. Psalm 16 says, Preserve me, O God, for in you I put my trust. Again, all the points that we've brought out from 121 can really be applied there. In you I put my trust, so preserve me. Verse 8 of Psalm 16, I have set the Lord always before me, and because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. He is at my right hand, so I'm going to be just fine. The Lord is always before me. He's available, and he's there to aid me. And then verse 11, you will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So Psalm 16 is, is a, a great, con, a great comparison, a great commentary, if you will, on what we just noticed in Psalm 121. And so if we go to the right source, we have the right aim, we'll find the right answer. God, who is always available to help us, and he has the ability, the willingness to aid us as we weather the storms of life. And so as we close today, how can Psalm 121 help us weather the storm? I just want to give you two thoughts. Number one, remember that God watches over us and God cares for us. I know that's a simple point, but it's one that we need to remember. You know, we sing that as children. You know, God has the whole world in his hands. Or we also sing, uh, you know, be careful little eyes what you see for the father up above is looking down in love. I need to remember that even as an adult. I need to remember that God does watch over me and God does care for me. And that can help me even in the diff most difficult times. He's not leaving me alone. He's there for me. He's, that's where my help comes from. It comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. But then, this is a, com uh, a comment from Brother Waycaster. 
It said, unlike the imaginary gods, which have no life, no feeling, no concern, and no power to deliver, Jehovah God is intently concerned with the well-being of his children. I love that. Because there's this unfortunate view of God that it's as if he wound up the world like a clock and then he just set it off and he's not involved in anybody. He's not involved in anybody's life. He's not involved in anything. And there's an entire religious group that's built around that concept. That's not what the Bible teaches. There's so many passages and so many events in Scripture when God is with his people. He has not forgotten them. You can work through the book of Acts, for example, and see how God was with his people. When Peter was thrown into prison and all the the church came together and prayed for him, God was with him and brought him out of that. You think about the apostle Paul who was left for dead, stoned. God was with him. And Paul alluded to that, 2 Timothy 4, 16 and following. No man stood with me. God stood with me. The Lord was with me this whole time. And the the comfort and encouragement that we can gain is as God was with his people of old, old Israel, as God was with his people there in the New Testament times, God is with us today. And we we can draw great strength from that and hopefully be able to ascend and have the right perspective even in the storm. I hope that Psalm 121 has been helpful for you today. I hope that you'll go back and read this and study it for yourself. But let's all look under the hills. Because our help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He wants to be there for you. He will be there for you. You just have to make that decision that you're going to have him at your right hand, that you're going to have him in the very center, the very core of your life, that he can be there for you and that he will aid you. Again, I thank you for listening today, and I hope that this psalm will help you to weather the storm. May God bless you. What's up, guys? It's Caleb and Michael over here from the Scattered Abroad Network, and we just wanted to say thanks so much for listening to this episode. Yeah, we're so thankful to the East Hill Church of Christ for overseeing this network, and we're grateful to God for this opportunity. And don't forget, you can check out our show notes below for all of our social media links, email address, website, and we have a monthly newsletter, so don't forget to sign up for that. Please remember to leave us a rating or a review on whatever platform it is that you use, And please continue to keep our network in your prayers. As always, thank you again so much for listening. Be ready tomorrow. We have brand new content coming out here on the SAN. Thanks so much, and God bless.